0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. It is game week. Uh, I've got Jerry Hamilton alongside me uh, this, after, this Sunday afternoon. Uh, we've got a live stream coming up at 7 o'clock. But uh, before we get to this season, Jerry, there's a couple of kind of recap pieces and repositioning pieces that we need to follow up on that we started covering in spring camp, Jerry. And one of those was the strength of the team yep. by position. So where do we rank? each position group heading into the season this is something we can come back and track after the year to right. see which ones outperformed expectations which ones underperformed uh you you have anything you want to say before we get going on this because
1: i think it's just it's going to be a list and we're going to give a little commentary uh, 11 through 1 of how we see this yeah i think people will be surprised on a couple of positions but there's some caveats within this there's health of some players right There's the portal, what help positions. And then there's what positions can improve most on the field this year from where they're starting. I think that's the big thing. And and that leads us in probably to our first two positions, just to be fair, Jerry. Edge, you know,
0: we know Baron Sorrell is a known quantity. There's no question what what Texas gets. They might get a better – I think they're going to get a better Baron Sorrell this year than last year. But opposite him – Ethan Burke, the mechanic, according to, to Steve Sarkeesian, he's in prove it mode. Yeah. We don't know exactly how he's going to do it and how much Alfred Collins is going to have to kick outside if Justice Finkley is ready. And then beyond that, who's behind those three? I mean, you're going to have to go to a true freshman and Colton Vosick. We put, I put, me and you talked before this and we did this, this
1: list together. We put Edge at number 11. What are your thoughts there? Everything you just went through. There's one proven pass rusher. You you named a lot of names, Bobby. There's one proven pass rusher. Until guys step up and become those guys and help Baron Sorrell out and see if Baron Sorrell even goes to another level this year, that's still the question. Uh, that's the bit position that's in with has the biggest question, the most question marks this season. I don't think there's any doubt. Got it.
0: All right, let's go to number ten, and I and I I think eleven was easy. Number yep. ten is a little bit different because you have a guy that's. The preseason defensive player of the year in the Big 12 in Jalen Ford, a second or third team All-American by some as well. Yet, who goes with him? And in, it's Anthony Hill, David Benda, and Maurice Blackwell. Maurice Blackwell's already out first two to four weeks. Yeah. Anthony Hill's a true freshman. And David Benda's a senior that's never really done much to, to date. Um, and so – I think personally, Jerry, this shows the amount of depth and talent on the team that even with a Jalen Ford, we would still rank them at 10. And I would say uh, your think on this, you mentioned where they end up. Anthony Hill, you know, six or three months from now, if he's the player we think he might be yeah, linebacker might be in that five or four range, in my opinion. If, the if
1: he's the big 12 freshman of the year on defense, and obviously things change. Uh, and if, David Benda becomes more than a guy that gets snaps in the game, but actually becomes a guy that impacts winning. He has not impacted winning from the linebacker position since he's been in Austin. If he does that, then obviously this position changes. And as he, even his backup guy like Leona LaFowle, if he gets some time, if he starts to see more time on the field, and really can uh, bring something to the team. Because, look, we don't know where Jet Bush is going to play now with that Maurice Blackwell injury, right? And could does that change the way this staff is thinking? But bottom line, they have to have more than one playmaker at the position to really move up. But there's too many playmakers in this program now. Got it. All right, number nine, explain why
0: we put running back ahead of these. They really don't – they have half a co- proven commodity in Keelan Robinson – but we decided and talked about it and decided to put them here at number nine.
1: Look, Texas lost arguably the best player in college football last year at this position. You don't replace a guy that can make four people miss in two seconds. So <laughs> that for one. And then Roshan Johnson, you lost the leader of your team as well, who's also a start in the NFL. So you lost two tremendous backs. That doesn't mean we don't think Jonathan Brooks, Cedric Baxter can be future draft picks. Keelan Robinson has a draftable grade, partly because of his special teams play. But I think there's more of a prove it. It's like linebacker to me, right? I think we know Jonathan Brooks is going to be a good player. We've seen enough to know that. But then how long does it take Cedric Baxter to be a 1A and 1B? In that backfield, if they end up one a one b this year, and Keelan's really good in that role, and Jalen Blue makes some space plays that impacts a game or two in momentum, then that position can move up. But right now, they're like linebacker. It's more prove it.
0: Yep, I agree. Other than Jalen Ford, to your point, right? right? Yeah, uh, we just think that the running back, the experience is heavier with upper class. Jonathan Brooks averaged over six yards of carry last year, for example. Right. So he's done some. He unlike David Benda, he's kind of been there a little bit. All right, uh, quarterback. Uh, this will surprise yeah. some folks. Number eight we put there because Quinn Ewers has a lot to prove. Um, frankly, and Malik Murphy has not taken a college snap. Ever. Neither neither has Arch Manning. Um, Quinn Ewers not coming off a great year, uh, although we think he's going to be better
1: this year. He's he's in proven mode too, Jerry. Uh, there's no question about it. Look, he he's going from a guy that This year, potentially, he has he can make the biggest jump of any player in the program. Let's be real. He goes for a player because the quarterback always takes the most heat if things don't go the way the fan base thinks it should or is expecting it to to go. So that puts this position a little lower. So Quinn could go from being that guy that people wonder about to being a first, second-round draft pick if he has a really good year. So that position, and if you have a couple, three blowout games, And you can get Malik or Arch in games and actually get those guys some experience. Because right now, how many starts combined for those three guys, Bobby? I mean, seven in college football. Is that what we're looking at? Eight? So um, there's not a lot of experience. There's zero experience behind Quinn. And for Texas to maximize this year, Quinn's got to play like a draft pick that's probably a second or third round draft pick. I've argued he doesn't have to play like a first round pick to be a first round pick but he needs to play like a second or third round pick for Texas to maximize this team. If he does that quarterback will go high.
0: Yeah, This is what's interesting to me. And this tells me when we were talking about, this is what we, we meant we wanted to say the fact that Texas could potentially have a first round quarterback yet. We rank it as the eighth best position on the team. Yeah. Speaks volumes. It tells people, wow, we rank linebacker at number 10 and they may have the returning deep The defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Yeah,
1: This is where we actually think, I mean, just, it's a talented Texas team. You know what else plays into it, Bobby? We don't want to talk about, but Quinn missed four games last year with injury, right? If something like that were to happen again, even Hudson Card had some experience. You're going to guys, like you said, who have never started. I don't care how talented they are. They haven't played under duress in a Power 5 football game. So that knocks you down to start the season.
0: Yep, I got it. I agree. All right, uh, number seven, this one shouldn't be that much of a surprise. They returned five starters on the offensive line, Jerry, including Kelvin Banks, the left tackle that we believe is going to be a top five, top ten pick uh, by the time he's through. He was just supernatural almost as a true freshman. Uh, But the other guys, DJ Campbell's come on. Uh, Cole Hudson now the backup at both right guard and center. Jake Majors returns. Hayden Connor getting pushed by not only Hudson, but also Neto Zulu. And then Christian Jones uh, returns at right tackle. A lot of starts, a lot of experience, and requisite talent with some backups like Cam Williams uh, mentioned in there as well. Your thoughts on the on the offensive line and why it's
1: not higher maybe? Is it one more year away? That's kind of where I was at. Yeah, I think one more year away, and they were a protected unit last year because of the run game, playing with double tights, jumbo formation with carrots. This year, if they're going to play a lot more 11 personnel, then these guys have a lot more pressure on them as pass protectors. And if they answer the bell there, obviously this unit will move up um, and will pass some other position groups ahead of them. But to me, that's what it's going to come down to. I think, you know, Kelvin Banks is going to be angry on contact in the run game. DJ Campbell, the same, I think, brings something to the run game they need on the interior to me, it just comes down to pass protection. If these guys perform as a unit where SART can be, they can be dependable against good competition, 11 personnel, that changes the kind of the outlook and the maximization of this team offensively. Got it. All right.
0: Number six, this is going to surprise some folks that we put them this high. Jaron Thompson returns clearly, but Jalen Catalan is really the reason that this, this group is this high right now. And that's with his. I'll, I'll be honest. That's with his injury history baked in. Yeah. I mean, these guys, Thompson and uh, Catalan, I think between them have 35, 40 starts, or 30, 30 to 35 starts in Division One football.
1: Yeah. So and they're and in the back experience, right? The backups at least have game experience. Then you have some young guys like Derek Williams who will come on as the season moves along. But, yeah, this is the aster- asterisk one to me. It's, it's Jalen Catalan. Bobby, you and I kind of agree. He may be the best football player on the team if he stays healthy this year, and that's saying a lot. That doesn't mean he's the highest draft pick. We're talking about college football player impacting winning. He could be the best player on this team. If he has a healthy season uh, for Texas, and for healthy, I mean playing 10 games, a lot of snaps. I don't mean it has to be all 12 or 13 or whatever. If he plays 10 healthy games for Texas this year – that's going to change this football team, uh, and I do think he'll be argued uh, as the best player in the program. And that, to me, puts them at six, and they can move up if he plays like he's freshman All-American season if he's healthy because, look, Bobby, he could be an AP All-American level player if he's healthy. He's too yeah. much of a playmaker.
0: Yeah, and and I think the other piece of that is you mentioned the backups, not only Keaton Crawford, Michael Taft, B.J. Allen, yeah. uh, Derek Williams. Uh, you know, They've got guys right now. Um, And so, uh, and those, those backups are experienced and have seen action. Uh, This one is going to surprise this number five. I think of all of them might surprise people the most Jerry, because you and I talked about this and we were saying, where do we put this? And we went here with special teams. um, You know, they did not do their best at punting or getting the ball into the end zone on kickoffs last year. Uh, That being said, they were not a, drag on the Nothing. team either they return the kicker who i think hit 80 percent last year and the, a punter they grabbed from stanford that averaged 42 yards a boot and is a three yards three-year starter now add that in to the fact that they have more athletes in the program as a whole and they have a kick returner in keelan robinson and a punt returner in xavier worthy that can do
1: some damage Special teams is a little bit different right now. And they added Joe DiCamillis to the staff. And and the gunners. I mean, Sark says best gunners in America, right? I mean, his opinion. Definitely in the Big 12 and Keelan uh, Robinson and Keaton Crawford.
0: Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25%
1: your first year at LifeLock.com/Aware. And the other thing is, AD Mitchell's involved in the punt return game, so they, they, J- John Tay Cook, they have more options there. I mean, maybe John Tay Cook. I mean, maybe Xavier Worthy against the Rice does some big things, but maybe gets Bama, m- bigger, more physical guys, you stick AD Mitchell out there. I mean, they they have more value. They have more versatility at those positions. And when you continue to upgrade the talent back to back top five classes, and you upgrade a special teams coaching staff that already had Jeff Banks, it's hard to argue that. Not the other thing I'll say is Will Stone, twenty five percent of kickoffs for touchbacks last year. Texas expects that number to double to fifty. He actually is much his leg's gotten so much stronger that he's being considered for the long field goal kicker as well. So you have two kicking options. Sanborn has kicked off before. So you if something happens with Stone, you have a backup there. Texas has depth at that position at kicker uh in kickoff games and in the coverage units. Uh, but the big thing for them to, to stay number five at the end of the season, they got to have a kick or punt return for a touchdown this year. Or a big play block. Big, big play block, something to change the momentum, whether it's a Bama game, whether it's at TCU. Change the momentum of that game uh, it, it, for them to stay at five because I think a couple of these other positions are going to inch their way up this season. Got it.
0: Interesting. All right. Uh, number four, I would not have guessed this going into spring. No. No chance I would have put cornerback this high. Even with Ryan Watts returning and as good as Terrence Brooks, looked in the Alamo Bowl, I would not have put cornerback at four.
1: I agree. And we may still, if if somebody, if the fan's like, whoa, you're too high on a position, that that could be the one. It could be argued. But, look, I think they have four really good corners, and it's been a while since you said four really good corners. Most teams only have one. And, look, and and you almost got to add star into this in a way because Jade Barry could play corner in a pinch, right? Austin Jordan has played corner. So Star kind of combining with corner here for me is what makes him number four. But look, you have a a field corner in Gavin Holmes that can run with people. You have Terrence Brooks and Malik Muhammad who've trained both as young players. You have Ryan Watts who's really good against the run as a boundary player. He's going to be tested more vertically down the field. That's where people will test him this year. But you have different types of corners, different skill sets. Then you have some really good players at Star who can also move to corner if need be. And that gives you versatility and depth.
0: I We didn't expect Manny Muhammad to be potentially no. ready to be a playmaker. Like, yeah, you. let's let's that that's that's a piece of this. That was a missing uh, equation uh, at this point as well. So I think that that as we think about that, um, we need to uh, consider that uh, an issue. Right. So yeah. let, let me ask you a couple other things here, uh, Jerry, as we as we go down this list, this next one. It doesn't have the depth, but, man, it has a second-team All-American, right? Yeah. And Gunner Helm is quality adult depth yes, and experience. That's that's the backup. The one-two punch here, I think, is why we have them rated so high.
1: No doubt about it. And, look, if you said there's two players, not counting Jalen Cattle, and he's a wild card, two players returning for Texas that you can't lose for an extended period of time, due to injury, so it changes your team. It's JT Sanders and Jalen Ford. Um, even with that said with JT Sanders, and now drastically changed the passing game, Gunnar Helm's a guy that Jeff Banks talks about as being a potential NFL player. So if you have two NFL players that tied in, all, both who have experience in different skill sets. Both true juniors. Both true juniors, right? And I'll tell you the other part about this. Jatavion Sanders is arguably the best leader on this team. So we're I factor that into this as well, Bobby, is um, look, his interview was so impressive this year. He's such an intelligent football player. So, yes, he's athletic on the field, but he's super intelligent. Sarkeesian's talked about that as well. So I think we add a little bit something to this that maybe is just outside of what you see on the field, how important JT Sanders is. And when you look at this team, who could be potential All-Americans on this team? He's one of the five, four or five that could be up for those honors.
0: I think he's going to have a great, great year uh, as long as he stays less, healthy. Less catches, more yards, right, Bobby? That, that's the idea, I think. And you know, he was asked so often to stay in and block last year, Jerry, yeah. because I mean, they just they didn't have pass pro, uh, and they even you know they didn't have a, a tight end opposite him. I mean, so they knew carriage wasn't going out for a pass. Yeah. So they just lined the line, the safety or the the weak side linebacker over the top of him. You know, th- there's nothing to take the, the eyes off of him. Um, and so I, I, I just feel like he's due a little bit. Plus, I will say this, from seeing him in both spring and fall, that physical transformation he made about a year and a half ago at this time, it's just like Baron Sorrell. It has done nothing but continue to go up. Yeah. He is working hard. All I right, uh, All right, number two, interior defensive line. And I know this – the top two were difficult for us. I'll yeah. put it that way. We we went back and forth, but we settled on defensive line uh, primarily because I think they may have more depth, but not as high end
1: on, on the top end. Is that kind of where we came out at? Yeah, and I think guys who have put it on the board a little bit more on the wider receiver position, we'll get into that. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, Texas wants to play six defensive line, interior defensive linemen in the game. They want to have that rotation. You know, based on this fall, it sounds like they got eight capable guys. So you can withstand injury one and you have talented guys, young guys that are starting to come on. Right. It, when Jare Bledsoe's mentioned every press conference or every other press conference, that takes this position to another level because he's the at pound for pound as good athlete as there is in the program. Right. And he, but he came in as raw as anybody in this program. So you have him develop and you have Sadir who's strong against the run for three snaps at a time. Aaron Bryant is anchored and is said to be an improved player, right? He's gained 20 pounds. He's getting stronger. Then you have those frontline guys. You have three draft picks. Three guys are going to be drafted. Where How well they play this year is going to determine where. Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat, and Alfred Collins. Obviously, Alfred Collins is the asterisk player here. If he plays to a level – that the NFL scouts would like to see and kind of expect, and this might be the number one unit. We'll see because they have such good depth. And then Trill Carter, a guy that's going to come off the bench that played how many snaps? 500 snaps last year, Bobby, is coming off the bench. An honorable mention all Big Ten player is coming off the bench for Texas. This This position suddenly has a lot of depth and a lot of different pieces to be disruptive, rush the passer, and play the run. They can play a lot of combinations with this group along the front.
0: Got it. All right. uh, Number one, and this should be no surprise to anybody that's been following us at Inside Texas or on Texas football in the last month or two months. I I said it uh, when I went and watched them work out uh, the first three days of, of fall camp. I think the wide receiver position is the best it's ever been at the University of Texas. And I've been following Texas officially for 30 years. Right. I mean, I'm serious now. It is the best looking group of starters I think Texas has ever seen. Um, that being said, a couple of injury guys. A.D. Mitchell's been injured. Jordan Whittington's been injured. Isaiah Nayers is their number four. He's been injured. So Xavier Worthy played a little bit injured. That would be the one bugaboo that I would worry
1: about with the receiver group going into t- 2023. Even with that said, and I agree. Jordan Whittington has over 1,250 yards in his career. Worthy 1,700. Nayer's over 1,200 and missed the whole season. A.D. Mitchell has 600 and missed nine games last year in his career as a second-year player. These guys have 4,000 yards receiving combined, essentially, coming back. And a lot of touchdowns and a lot of big plays from A.D. Mitchell when games are on the line. Right? I mean, he's made big plays in big games. So you look at that, and then you have the freshmen like Tay Cook, DeAndre Moore, some of those guys. I mean, Casey Kane has may have a tough time getting reps this year. That's how much this position has improved. Uh, but it's they have so many guys who have put big plays on the board. And then I think they have position versatility. I, I think Whittington's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the conference, if not the country. Uh, I think AD Mitchell is going to be more than a willing blocker out there. He's got some physicality. Xavier Worthy, you can move around and do so much with him. Then they also impact the return game for me. Xavier Worthy's your pump returner. Jontae Cook's your second. AD Mitchell's your third, right? I mean, so these guys can impact the game more than just at the wide receiver position. I think, look, if the offensive line is good in pass protection this year, these guys are going to have a tremendous season because if they give Quinn time, he is going to put the ball in good spots for these guys. Got it. All right, uh, that's going to do it here, Jerry. Let, just a recap for everybody. Number one, wide receiver. Number
0: two, interior defensive line. Three, tight end. Four, cornerback. Five, we went special teams. Six, safety. Seven, offensive line. All the way down at eight is Quinn Ewers at quarterback. Nine, running back. Ten, linebacker. Eleven, edge. I think that we may have underrated the linebackers, of all of those, the one that I think can jump the most, if Anthony Hill has the year he ha- right. he can have, that could be a top three or four position for the Longhorns. So that's a big delta between where they're at uh, right now. All right, uh, Jerry, thanks for joining me on on Sunday. We'll be back uh, with Rod Babers tonight at seven o'clock for the live stream. Uh, make sure you guys have a subscription to Inside Texas if you don't already. Subscriptions right now, one dollar for one month. It is the premier site on Longhorn football and recruiting literally the best there is uh, from the news and notes to recruiting to the community within the community at at, Inside Texas. It is outstanding. Uh, Give us a try there. One dollar for one month. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been On Texas Football.